0: Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. Today is Monday. It's the 15th day of June 2020. Hello to you. Hope you're doing okay. You can find all the previous episodes of this show at abriefchat.com. And that's also where you can become a member, which is an awesome thing to do. And I thank everyone who's done it so far. And I thank you if you're about to do it. Let's take a look at today's events. These all come from the Slingshot Organizer. You can get yours at slingshotcollective.org. On this day in 1917, Emma Goldman and Alexander Berkman were arrested for opposing the draft. In 1932, troops in Talara, Peru, killed 200 workers. In 2011, there was a general strike in Greece with massive protests in Athens. Speaking of draft opposition in 1917, I'm reading this book about Dorothy Day. Uh, It came out, I think, maybe a month ago or so, called Dorothy Day, Dissenting Voice of the American Century. And Dorothy Day, in case you're not familiar with her, was the founder of the Catholic Worker Movement, which is, a, well, in many ways, a very left-leaning Catholic organization um, that does things like run... Catholic worker houses, where uh, the people who work in those houses take vows of voluntary poverty and serve uh, poor folks in the community who need a place to stay and other kinds of services. They have done a lot of stuff, and Dorothy did a lot of things, uh, protesting war and nuclear arms and uh, on the side of labor at various times. And I find her pretty fascinating, although I'm still in the stages of learning about her. And She was, you know, in addition to being uh, an anarchist, was also a really devout Catholic. And she, um, at least, uh, you know, according to this book that I'm reading, really wouldn't brook any criticism of the Pope. She uh, was kind of in line with the church on a lot of its conservative positions and yet at the same time was a rabble-rousing anarchist who believed in labor rights and an end to war she would often chastise church leaders at lower levels than the pope but at pretty high levels for uh, amassing wealth and, you know things like that rather than you know giving their their money away as uh, jesus demanded and I'm reading this, I'm reading it partly because I just, I came across a mention of it somewhere and um, wanted to check it out, and I've, I read part of another book about Dorothy Day, and then I, th- I'm not sure what happened if that was before we, mo- before we moved, it wasn't too long ago, and I'm not exactly sure where that book is at this moment, otherwise I probably would have read that one, but I'm glad I got this one because it is really looking at her story so far, and I'm still... Kind of early in her life when she's working for um, socialist newspapers in New York City, but before she's converted to Catholicism or anything like that. I'm reading it partly because I find her fascinating and the Catholic worker movement fascinating. but also because i I am still, you know, as I talked about in a show last week and as I'm sure I've talked about in the past, and particularly in the the series about my religious journey. I still feel a lot of attraction to the Catholic Church, and that's, that's kind of weird on the face of it. I mean, in one sense, you know, I was a Catholic when I was a kid. The first kind of adult I ever looked up to outside my family was a Franciscan friar who uh, was friends of the family. And then I wanted to be a priest and then I wanted to be a Methodist minister when we switched teams. And, you know, it doesn't it's not so far outside the bounds of understandability if you think about it from that lens, but I mean, things have changed in my life. You know, I'm, um, I'm a Buddhist and have been for a long time. And I'm in the years before that, I was a pretty militant atheist. Um, I still don't believe in a, you know, a personal God, like the, the one generally described in the Bible. And, and yet I found myself, you know, just the other day, perusing the website of a local Catholic church that's pretty close to our house and that is a pretty open progressive congregation but you know the Catholic church still has a lot of official positions that I find pretty reprehensible on particularly as it you know, concerns women's authority over their own bodies and um, you know, things around marriage and divorce and things around contraception. And uh, you know, there's obviously, and uh, you know, having amassed enormous amounts of wealth, um, child abuse. uh, There's all kinds of stuff in the litany of the Catholic church and it's uh, transgressions. That is, it's really awful. Now, there's a lot of stuff in the background of most human institutions that's pretty awful. I mean, organizations that are created and run by human beings, you know, tend to have some pretty rough spots in them. But you know, the Catholic Church is really, has gone above and beyond. I mean, <laughs> I think we could say with a fair amount of comfort there. And yet, I look at the examples of people like uh, Dorothy Day, whose example I'm still learning about, or People like um, Father Daniel Berrigan, who was a priest who was very outspoken um, against war, against the training of uh, the forces of dictators at the School of the Americas, against nuclear armament, uh, in favor of the Civil Rights Movement, things like that. People who put their bodies on the line and were you know, spurred to do that, at least in part by their Catholic faith, even in at the same time as they were often... kind of outside the bounds of the church, and in some cases forced outside the bounds of the church. I'm also really interested in liberation theology, which is a movement, and again, here my knowledge is absolutely not at the expert level, but essentially, as I understand it, a movement started in the Catholic countries of Latin America that, you know, kind of preached a message of anti-authoritarianism, you know, liberation for all peoples, uh, the, you know, in favor of uh, people being more economically, socially equal. And I just, I go again and again, no matter how many years away from it I am, and no matter how kind of embedded in another faith tradition I am, I again and again find my eyes kind of turning toward the Catholic Church. And It's very, very strange for me. I don't exactly know how to react to it. And I'm still absolutely in the grappling phase uh, of of the whole thing. I mean, I don't know. I definitely am not one of those people who believes in working inside the system to change it. Like, I don't think that ever works. (laughs) If it does, it's I think the the uh, examples of that are so rare that you know they're they're barely worth citing, so it's not like I would think of myself as becoming a Catholic to pull the church to the left or you know some ridiculous notion like that. Um, I can't. I really can't explain it. I r- really cannot explain it, uh, except that it feels like it is encoded in some part of me. This, this like magnetic pull. So I don't know if it's going anywhere. I mean, at the moment, you can't even go to church unless, you know, you just do it because you are flouting the <laughs> the rules of the pandemic or you live in a state like Arizona where you can do whatever the hell you want. Um, so I don't know where any of this is going, but it's just something I'm thinking about a lot these days and thought I'd share it with you. Uh, speaking of flouting the rules of the state of Arizona, I'm going to leave you with a song that I recorded on Friday while I was, I think, taking Owen to work we uh, passed a circle k because they're ubiquitous uh, out here they're just a convenience store chain and you might remember from bill and teds excellent adventure that there is a line about circle k and that line forms the first line of this song so i'm going to leave you with this and that means i'll say right now you can go to a briefchat.com to become a member and find all the previous episodes i love you a better world is possible and now here is at the circle k
1: strange things are afoot at the circle k people without masks walking around all day i went in for some diet coke at the rona but that's just what it's like here in arizona Ignorance is bliss, at least that's what they say. If that is the truth, this place must be Shangri-La. Instead of a six-foot space, how about a foot instead? Think of how comfy you'll be in your ER bed. But I don't want to die I just want to care for you And have you care for right We are all connected At least that's how it seems to me One big happy organism in space And floating free strange things are afoot at the Circle K People without masks walking around all day I went in for some Diet Coke at the Rona But that's just what it's like here in Arizona I don't wanna live in but I don't want to die I just want to care for you And have you care for right We are all connected At least that's how it seems to me One big happy organism In space and floating free You know there are strange
0: things The foot in the Circle K
1: okay? I went in there, man, there were people with no masks on. They were
0: like an inch apart,
1: just walking around all day. All I wanted,
0: all I wanted was a Diet Coke. What did I get? I got the Rona. Yeah. But hey, that's just what it's like when you live here in Arizona.